Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer, delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. I'm Dale Jarrett, NASCAR Hall of Famer and Sprint Cup Champion. Join me and others weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for NASCAR America. You'll see interviews with NASCAR's biggest stars and get all the latest news. NASCAR America, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. Greetings. Welcome to the NASCAR and NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. We've got a mini episode for you today. Our guest is Austin Dillon, first-time qualifier for the Chase for the Sprint Cup. We caught up with Austin on Chicago's South Side Thursday during NASCAR's Chase for the Sprint Cup Media Day at the Bridgeport Art Center. And as you'll hear in the podcast, Austin Dillon is in a good place. All of the strain from the last month about making the playoffs has been shed. And he said he enters the chase with no stress. And you can hear that in his voice. But there's also a measure of confidence about believing that he can advance from the first round into the second and take advantage of some bigger names being eliminated. He really believes that his number three Chevrolet of Richard Childress Racing truly has a shot of surprising people. So you'll hear his thoughts on some of the strategies that his team has in terms of making that happen. We also talked about what it was like changing up his pit crew this week going into these final 10 races. Not always an easy decision to make when you know the pit crew as well as Austin knows these guys. And he talked about how that went. Uh, and about hashing things out with his teammate, Paul Menard. They had a bit of a contentious night at Richmond International Raceway last Saturday, but Austin said they put things behind them right away on the plane flight home, so we'll hear his thoughts on that as well. You can really tell that Austin is enjoying the moment. He threw out the first pitch of a White Sox game Wednesday night, so we talked a little bit about his baseball background, about getting in the racing a little bit late. I also asked him about his recent engagement specifically how he managed to get the perfect photo on a beach in the Bahamas of the moment he asked Whitney Ward for her hand in marriage. So I think you'll like that. It's a cute story. We appreciate you listening. If you're hearing us via iTunes, please leave a rating or review or please subscribe or have your friends subscribe. It really helps us out. There are many other options for finding us. Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We generally have episodes every Wednesday. If you are subscribed on iTunes or elsewhere, you won't miss an episode. And don't miss an episode of NASCAR America. It airs daily at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday on NBCSN. NBCSN also is the home for all Sprint Cup qualifying and Sunday's race at Chicagoland Speedway. 
Saturday's Xfinity race will be on NBC. And a reminder that all of our NASCAR coverage always is available for streaming via the NBC Sports app. You can download that to your tablet or smartphone, or you can always watch on your laptop as well. So now let's get to the conversation with Austin Dillon. Austin, thanks for being here. So your day started at 6.30? Yeah, a little early today. It was uh, (laughs) interesting, to say the least, to start off. The rock station radio, some guy, I don't even know his name, but it was definitely a wild interview to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have other media obligations uh, um, before coming here, or is this where it really starts? This is where it kind of started for me. I think some of the guys did it in different places, but um, Wednesday night, I threw out the first pitch here at the White Sox uh, game, and that was very cool. And um, so, took over NASCAR Snapchat last night and did that, and then got up this morning, started with the Rock Station, and then. Um, a, a local news channel is WGN, so that was that was cool. Okay. Do you think as the first timer you get handed off the 6:30 a.m. slot on a I'm Wednesday guessing so. or Thursday? Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably the low man on the totem pole here so far. So I do have quite a bit scheduled to the next couple weeks. Um, so I do the um, car wash at NBC next week. So right, we're looking busy. forward to that. Yeah, I think we're gonna have you on NASCAR America Wednesday of uh, next week. Um, so uh, did you get to hang out with the other drivers last night? I've, I've heard in the past that there's sort of like an indoctrination thing where guys kind of hang out on the night before media day. Did you get to spend any time with the other chase drivers? Or? Well, this one's been a lot different, I think, than in the past because they just yeah. wanted to change it up. And um, even like after the race at Richmond, it was a lot different, they said. than usually it was a lot of pictures, a lot of time, but it was kind of quick. We moved through the pictures quick after Richmond and then – Getting here, um, the only guy I've seen so far is Logano. We had dinner last night with a couple of people from NASCAR, and um, Joey came in from Detroit. So there's been guys spread out a little bit everywhere. Yeah, okay. I heard it used to get kind of wild. So yeah, I heard the much. same thing. I heard the same <laughs> thing. They were talking about it last night, about the different stuff that went on. and. Um, uh, it, it was pretty mild last night. Yeah. So you got to throw out the first pitch at Comiskey, or what you, what used to be called Comiskey, uh, the White Sox game. Um, what was that like? It was cool. The uh, stadium there is beautiful. They took really good care of us and um, got to warm up with my buddy. It took my buddy up here. He played at Indiana State, so we were warming up behind the um, – the locker room and then went up there and threw out the first pitch i think the the most nerve-wracking part about it usually i've thrown out two other first pitches throughout the padres um and the diamondbacks and this time there was people behind the plate so that was a little nerve-wracking because i like to throw it hard i don't want to bounce it in there so <laughs> i threw a strike though it was good you're uh yeah it was on point i saw the uh the replay so you take this seriously because you used to play baseball right yeah i think nascar just cues me up for um the athletic stuff mostly you know <laughs> baseball and um especially you know, don't want anybody dribbling it across the plate make us look bad yeah <laughs> did you you played in the little league world series is that correct that's right yeah, yeah. i played in um 2002 little league world series so i played second base and then did you play like through high school and did you give thought to playing i played in J- yeah. like jv junior varsity um what happened was when you I had to kind of choose at a certain point, like racing or keep playing baseball or any other sports. And I love, I love playing all sports. I played soccer. I played basketball. I played a little bit of everything um, up to 10th or 11th grade. And um, at that point, it was like I really need to choose one or the other because I wasn't putting the effort that I needed to in any of them. So when I chose racing and just went into it full bore after that. So that was your 
teenage years, you were around 15, 16, somewhere in there. Yep, yeah, 15 is when I started racing, and then um, I was able to race and play some sports. I remember I missed one race for a basketball tournament. Um, that was the only race I ever missed for a athletic sport because I thought that we were going to win the tournament. We were seeded number one going into it, so I told him I was going to take a dirt race off and um, ended up getting there. My whole dirt team came and watched and uh we ended up losing so i was like you know what <laughs> i'm going i'm going racing from now on I'm not gonna skip a skip a race for a basketball tournament did you feel as if um you had maybe gotten too late to start at that point because like, obviously the trend line the last 20 years has been Younger. guys start when they're five or six years old um you know i never really felt that way i did see some guys that had a lot more experience i was racing with at the time um that i was racing against so I didn't get discouraged if someone beat me that was younger or had more experience and um, just kind of took it for what it was and really had to focus harder than most because I had less experience. Yeah. You're still competitive, obviously, about the baseball thing because I saw on Snapchat last night you were on a radar gun uh, oh, trying yeah. to top 75 miles an hour. I'm pretty yeah. sure that gun wasn't telling the truth. I'm pretty sure you were you were in the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I tell you what, though. I mean, that next level of – throwing a pitch from 75 to 85 that's like a whole nother level so it's like michigan to bristol kind of speed it's a big <laughs> jump to get that kind of arm speed so what had happened somebody had supposedly thrown one at like 80 83 or something and i don't think it was possible i think they were messing with us so i tried to throw my arm out last night and um, just came up with a sore arm and short on the mile per hour time this was in a, a radar gun cage uh, at Comiskey. So obviously you had a lot of fun there. Um, and I, I read some of your quotes come out of Richmond. You said that you have no stress going into the chase, that having fun is is kind of the goal. You guys obviously are going to try to win, but but did did making the chase, did making the playoffs kind of make your season a success regardless at this point? Is that how you're looking at it? Um, for us, I feel like it, it – um it was our main goal was to make the chase. Uh, and so we had to reset our goals after Richmond again as a team. And we sat down and um, we're going to sit down again before the race and kind of set our goals another time. But we accomplished our first goal and that was making the chase. So, yeah, I, I've slept well all week long looking forward to, to these moments the next three weeks. Um, so I told myself, like I said, after the, after we make that, I'm, I'm going to look at it as just go have fun and – try and play loose you know mm -hmm. when you play loose and free good things can happen i think that speed can really uh come to you if you're you're not stressed about what's going on around you so i'm i'm excited for this opportunity i really am i think we can um some knock some favorites out of it i mean i don't know if you knock favorites out of it but you're gonna i think we're gonna surprise some people you said that you slept well uh this week how, how many sleepless nights were there throughout august and early september a lot I'd definitely say leading up Darlington Richmond, things uh, started getting a little nerve wracking and and um, just it, sleepless nights comes from just so many things going through your head mm -hmm. and um, things you can't control. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. These I don't know if they're dreams or just you're thinking about you know uh, um, opportunity and then when it go, if it slips away or or um, yeah things you can't control just scenarios that you never can plan for so that was one thing that made it hard to sleep because you're just trying to you're trying to cover everything in your head it, how do you would react to certain situations and um, it just keeps you up all night and then when you finally make the chase i mean is it really everybody talks about it's cliche to some extent i suppose but it, does it really just feel like a weight 
got lifted that all the stuff you've been carrying the last couple of months is just gone? For sure. A big yeah. weight is lifted. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's rewarding and it just feels good. And, um, you feel like you're a part of something now you're feel, you feel you're, there's only, there's a one in 16 shot. You can win this thing. So yeah, you can't when you're not in those 16 and that that's, I've been on that side of it too. So it's frustrating and you just want this opportunity and now we have it. So, and we get to go to Vegas at the end of the year. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad perk as well. You said that you feel as if you can knock out some of these favorites. You can surprise some people. You guys are going to sit down and talk about that this week. Obviously the easiest way is just, is just to win and then you advance, right. uh, but you're still looking for that first win. Um, what, what tells you that your team can, can do it in the first round? Um, you know, there, we've been off a little streak here of a mile and a half, so we haven't been back to a mile and a half. And I feel like um, after Pocono, we had a really good run there um, where we had a car capable of winning. And, I, and out of my three-year career, I felt like that was the closest I've ever come to winning and having something that I could just really race with. Um, so from that, uh, Michigan didn't go as well as planned, but we kind of know what happened there. So going to Chicago, I'm I'm really excited. Um, you know, I ran third or fourth here for the majority of the race, and we had a part failure um, happen. So uh, I've I've got good experience here. The tracks that are in the chase, I, I'm not scared of any of them. Like there's not one that really worries me. Um, if I'd say one that's uh, there's two that are wild cards, and it'd be Dover and Talladega. But I've had runs there that I'm comfortable with it, and um, one of my best finishes at Talladega. So it's um, it's not like you know, leading up the chase, the two hardest tracks in my mind were Richmond and Darlington, where I had really struggled in the past. And we put a lot of effort and work into those um, from my side of it and from the team side of it. And I think it showed up. We picked up tremendously on our finishing positions from the last two times I was there. So that was big. Does it take a win? Or can can, can you maybe sneak in? Do you expect that some of these other 15 guys, a couple of them are going to have problems like Johnson at yeah. Dover last year with an axle seal. Like you just expect something like that can happen. And if it does, that's how you take advantage of it. Well, I, I think um, the win comes later in these rounds, these first couple rounds. I feel like you, if you're smart, you can, you can point your way in um, because there's only three guys in a round that's going to make it through wins either way. So you got to take 12 more with, or excuse me, 10 more, nine more, nine more people are going to get in without a win. So right. it's the first two rounds. You can be smart. I think after that, the speed better be there um, to take you to the next level. You, you guys made some pit crew changes this week. We had Slugger Labby on NASCAR America, and he explained that uh, the, 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 the essence of it was you looked at, you've got one team in the playoffs for RCR, so let's assemble the best pit crew and, and take from the other teams. Um, do, do you get involved in personnel decisions like that? Were you involved in that? Yeah, it's hard. Um, for me, I, I'm in the in that pit department probably more than I am anywhere at the sure. shop. And um, just because I live five minutes from the shop, I'm there all the time and um, during the week. And I hang out with those guys. Half of them are my friends. We play volleyball together. We play sports together. Um, I work out with them. So I know almost everyone in that pit department. So it is, it's hard to... Uh, to make that change when you've had guys the entire year that have worked our guts out for you and and it's tough but we um we felt comfortable in the decisions we made and the guys we went with um truthfully it, it wasn't a huge change um we had one carrier go down um about at bristol i think and um he has to get surgery so my business manager who was our old tire carrier actually stepped in that role for the last three races and he wanted to 
he wanted to get us into the chase and then he said hey you need to put someone else in when we got in the chase so um we were able to take um, one of the 31 guys they were allowed us to take one of those guys and and he's a stud um rear carrier for the 31 and um i think that's going to help the rear of the car and um the front the rear carrier on our team moved to the front back where he was normally at okay so um he's comfortable up there and then we swapped the jackman out there's just a little more experience with the jackman that was there he um he had run in the chase of the 31 a couple of times and um he does a, he does a good job so um you, you gotta you, it's one of those things you gotta play um the guys that you have there and um they're they're really good i think we've got and if something goes wrong we've got guys behind them that can can step in and do well too like, like you said, you, you know these guys, and I'm sure it's not easy to be told, hey, most important stretch of the season. Grant, you're only making essentially two changes, I guess. But for that one guy to be to be told, yeah. hey, we got to go with another guy. Is that, were you there for that? Or will you see him? Is it, is it difficult yeah, I mean, to, it, to explain that to him? It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, anybody with a competitive bone in their body is going to be frustrated. But um, we feel like, you know, he's going to do a good job in the, the team that he's on. He's on the uh, – 27 or 31 30 moved to 31 so um I'm, I'm still close friends with him and he understands and and uh there'll be opportunities for him along the way yeah um we also have a feature on nascar america called scan all austin and listening to the radio chatter at richmond <laughs> yeah. i know this is not a new storyline for you but um I, i'm sure that you probably have hashed these things out but obviously there was a little bit of difference between between you and Palmenard about racing for a position right how, how do you work that out before the playoffs well it uh it's pretty quick to work it out because we're on a plane together on the way home so um, <laughs> I sat with him on the way home and, and had a conversation and kind of explained where I was at and he explained where he was at and um I think we got where we needed to be and I um I I messed up at Darlington and got into his fender there so there was a little bit carryover from there I, I got into his fender and cut his tire down and that's why they had the wreck there and um i it was my fault there, and then this weekend, uh, or this past week in Richmond, um, I had I had put him three wide because I was blocking the 17 that he had put, tried to put me three wide, and we talked it out, and um, it was a racing deal, man, especially a short track. I, coming down to it with the point situation I was in, and he understood that the intensity was there for me, and he had been in that position, the same position last year, and um, at Richmond, and I you know you know that that's going on and you try and help those guys so it uh moving forward i think we'll be just fine he'll he'll be good to work with in the chase and he's uh he's all about us doing what we have to do in the chase does it benefit you that you're the only rcr car in the playoffs does it help at all or? yeah i gotta ask that question this week i really don't know how to answer that i mean um you'd like to see more of our cars in the chase because that would mean um we did a better job mm -hmm. as a company as a whole but um the the best thing about RCR they're they're putting what I would say is all hands on deck and and I think that's how it should be you know yeah. we've got this opportunity we really need to take advantage of it um, we got one horse in this race let's let's make sure it's the best horse we got I got one more for you um, your engagement photo on Twitter I'm always curious about how these get done uh, yeah you were on a beach somewhere yeah um, we're in the Bahamas okay so who takes that photo and how do you set all that up and how much work went into that so listen close if you're getting engaged and how you do this because <laughs> girls love pictures um so my girl loves photos and photography and loves getting pictures taken of her and how i kind of passed it along was like hey we're gonna we're gonna have a dinner beach on the dinner and and uh yeah dinner on the beach and i when 
So here's the story. I went to the <laughs> guy. I said, hey, I'm going to go. I went to the front office, talked to the um, photographer. When I go in and open the door, I'm going to say there's somebody here to see you. And when she comes out, just start taking photos of her. She'll be happy. She'll just think we're having like a photo shoot, um, which um, that's what happened. She got excited. Oh, my gosh, she got a photographer. So when, that, when she was talking to the photographer, I walked in, got the ring, came back out. And um, I was like, let's take some good pictures. So we took pictures walking down to the beach. And then um, when we got down there, the dinner was table was kind of set up. And he was like, all right, you guys walk together, hold hands. And it was pretty much just like a photos that we could use for anything, you know, that's what I was trying to play it off as. And then um, he said, you know, turn around, look at the ocean and walk that way. I'll take pictures of you guys. One and did, I turned my back at him. And he, he like gave me this hand signal. When you get down there, turn around and take, get on your knee. So. We did, and um, that's pretty much what happened. I got down on my knee and asked her marry her, and she uh, said yes and got some really bomb pictures. Yeah, it was uh, impressive. Well, I'm glad the logistics of that worked out. It's been a big year for you. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations on that, and I uh, hope it continues for you here in the playoffs. Good luck. Thanks, Nate. It's fun. Our thanks again to Austin Dillon for joining us. Thanks as well to Jackie Fransel of Richard Childress Racing and Matt Nordby and Amanda Ellis of NASCAR for helping coordinate and schedule the conversation. Thanks, as always, to Tess Quinlan for producing the NASCAR and NBC podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes for automatic downloads of new episodes. And as always, the podcast also is available on Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and a plethora of other smartphone apps. Also check out those places for the NBC Sports podcast lineup. Always lots of great content coming out virtually daily as well. If you have ideas for guests, suggestions, questions about the NASCAR NBC podcast, please send me feedback on Twitter, at Nate Ryan. Always interested in hearing what people have to say. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.